0: Money FM 89.3, best of the evening runway. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian We're setting our sights on the commodity sector today as we speak to a Singapore headquartered International Commodity Trading House. Founded in 2007 as a company facilitating trade flows from Africa to Asia, Valency International has since established a sizable global presence with offices and operations in 22 countries and a workforce of over 2,600 people. The firm's global footprint now extends to 21 product categories, including agricultural commodities and FMCG products, the likes of your cashews, almonds, pulses and beans, sesame, cumin soybean, rice, and corn. Now, outside of edibles, its portfolio includes steel, paper, and industrial chemicals. But what is the most important product vertical for Valency International, and what implication will this have in terms of the geographical markets Valency wants to deepen its presence in? And speaking of which, Valency International recently made the news after UK's Development Finance Institution, British International Investment, or BII, invested $15 million euro. Dollars in it to fund the firm's expansion of cashew processing in Nigeria. But what opportunities does it see in cashew processing in Nigeria and what is the strategic value behind having BII on board? Lots of questions, and I've got with me Sumit Jain, CEO of Valency International. Sumit, welcome. Thank you. Great to have you on board. And Sumit, we've talked about Valency International as a Singapore headquartered international commodity trading house. But let's hear from you. How would you define three things, value proposition, industry positioning and business model?
1: As you mentioned, started in 2007, our chairman, Mr. Praveen Kumar Jain, uh, he started this enterprising journey. Since then, we have built a significant strength in agri-commodities, agri-input supply chain, with global footprints that we have today. Uh, With our deep understanding of the value chain across products and geographies, we are moving towards becoming a differentiated food ingredient supplier. And we are going about doing it in a very sustainable manner. Let me explain you with an example. Uh, You spoke about cashew nut. Uh, The cashew nut is our legacy product. Valency started in Nigeria in 2007 with raw cashew nut trading. Uh, we expanded our raw cashew nut trading operation across all major origins in this nut, along with the servicing the requirement of cashew processor across the world, we are now one of the major processor ourselves. We are processing facilities across West Africa, India and Vietnam. Uh, so we are supplying cashew as a food ingredient to our customers in confectionaries, bakeries, snacking, categories to, t- to name the few. So effectively. How did we move from a trader to becoming a value chain uh, player? Is if is the story of Valency across all the major businesses in which we like to participate?
0: And Sumit, let's take a look at your product categories, right? I understand Valency International has twenty one product categories. Looking at agricultural commodities and FMCG products, the likes of your cashews almonds, pulses and beans, rice, corn, soybean, the usuals, Uh, but which is the most important product vertical for you where the dollars and cents are concerned and why is this the case?
1: Across the various product categories that we participate in, definitely edible nuts is the biggest product for the company. We started as I mentioned as a trader for raw cashew nut. It was our natural progression uh, to move downstream in a focused manner. Today, we are widely recognized as one of the most important company in the edible nuts market. In growing this business, we have consistently innovated and taken our path uh, generally less traveled. Uh, for example, the delicious cashew nut, uh, which we snack on started life in a rock hard shell with a layer of acid compounds. We have now taken the waste material and turned it into a useful byproduct. We believe in... Uh, every dollar that we invest in has a value to make uh, and while you do it in a more sustainable fashion it gives that value for a longer tenure to the company today we convert those byproducts into biofuels uh, and uh, while we're saying that, uh, that one of the key products for the company uh, as a cashew we are really passionate about it and uh, yeah we can keep talking about cashew
0: And don't mind me asking this, when we look at a certain product category, you are involved in the whole supply chain, I would assume, partnering with farmers to get the raw materials and then processing it before exporting it out to Asia. Is that correct? Yes. Right, and let's take a look at your global presence summit. The firm has offices and operations in over 22 countries, and that's no surprise given the uh, international nature of the business, right? The commodity business. Uh, but appreciate it if you could take us through the different markets you are in, and also which are your major demand markets versus supply markets. In terms of financials, which is then the most important geographical market?
1: Well, surely it has to be Africa. Uh, in India, we call it Karambhumi, you know, literal meaning is the land where you work hard to achieve your ambitions. Uh, for most Valencians, working in Africa is a rite of passage. Uh, and it makes perfect sense uh, as a continent, Africa holds the key to the future in terms of geographies and an engine of economic growth and increasing as a laboratory for some of the most exciting business ideas, uh, startups nowadays. Uh, India is again another important country for us. Uh, This is a good reason why India appears to be a bright spot uh, as a global economic uh, faces. I would say moderate headwinds do come in India. And yes, uh, being a Singapore company, uh, we could not have chosen a better country to be headquartered. Singapore is a center of excellence in so many respects not just a red dot anymore, it's a bright green spark. Uh, But to answer your specific question, while participating in 40 plus market, Africa, Asia, Middle East and Europe, trade flows are pretty significant to us.
0: And Sumit, if I may follow up, right, you talk about, we talked about 22 countries, of course, India being a key focus point, Africa I suppose very much on the supply side. But when we look at the 22 countries, which are the supply markets, which are the demand markets? And in terms of operations, which is the most important market uh, versus financially, which is the most important market. Are these the same markets or are these different markets then?
1: It's usually determined by the product we're talking about. Uh, if we're talking about our biggest product, which is uh, cashew, uh, the supply markets is West Africa, East Africa. Uh, we also have supplies of cashew coming from Cambodia, Vietnam, Indonesia. While the demand markets for cashew is, uh, is effectively, the biggest demand is in India, US, Europe. These are the end customer of the cashew kernel in significant size the biggest processing of cashew happens in india and vietnam so it's a global product similarly if you talk about sesame it will be a bit different while we talk about ca- uh, rice it will be a bit different so it is a product dependent but africa and asia holds a significant portion of either being a supplier or being a destination to many of these agri commodities
0: mm, right and uh, well, in this regard, what is then the role of the Singaporean market? I would assume it's where your HQ is located, where most of the trading activities are being uh, organized. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Singapore is perfect place from so many perspectives. So from the perspective of your ability to connect with the world, uh, uh, the cent- we are actually in the center of uh, where most of the business are happening. The, the exciting talent that you get here in Singapore the banking sector uh, availability here in Singapore and the and the ease of working, ease of life, your ability to settle your families easily, many of the advantages that Singapore uh, we can think of and talk about. Well, it's a perfect place to, for for any commodity trading company like us.
0: Hmm. And one point that you mentioned uh, earlier in the conversation uh, is that, uh, Sumit. A lot of things are dependent on the product category itself. And it seems like, you know, certain rarer commodities or even when you talk about cashews, right, it's only grown in certain parts of the world. In what way does, you know, demand for a certain product vertical or sales for a product vertical dictate where you need to deepen your presence in?
1: A very interesting question. Uh, uh, Most of the people generally don't even know what they're consuming, where the origination happened from. So, for example, you're eating a chocolate uh, produced by a European company, you possibly may not know that it is produced in Ghana, for example. Uh, and among, uh, uh, along with the, some specialized origin like Ecuador and Indonesia, cocoa is produced in IVC Ghana and Nigeria. So for any company uh, or even companies like us with the global population set to hit at 9 billion, I see the demand for cocoa to continue to grow. So naturally it would be inclined to invest more into these growing geographies where unique product ranges are produced and also do as much value addition to the commodity as close to the origin. One difference that you may possibly notice uh, as we are seeing in the market in the horizon of next 10 to 20 years is that more and more value addition will happen closer to the origin and not possibly closer to the market. The utilization of byproduct and utilization of byproduct to create biofuels will increase as it is already we are seeing the trend, it will further continue to increase. So we definitely uh, follow the product to go as deep as we can at the origin.
0: Mm, right. And uh, Sumit, if I may follow up, I think there's one point that we might have missed earlier on, which is when we look at trading volumes for uh, there's a Valency International. What's the total amount, and what amount does a cashew trading make up?
1: Cashew makes uh, around thirty percent of our business at this stage, between the raw cashew nut and cashew kernel business that we do. Uh, at a group level, uh, Valency is among the top five player as far as the business is concerned.
0: Right. And uh, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Sumit Jain, CEO of Valency International. And since we're on the topic of geographical presence and deepening your geographical presence, let's talk about Nigeria. Right. The British International Investment recently invested 15 million dollars in Valency International, and that is for Valency to expand its cashew processing and warehousing facilities in Nigeria. Before we talk about the BII, Sumit, take us through the cashew processing landscape globally and your capabilities in Nigeria. What is the status of the expansion works right now?
1: Cashew processing as an industry, if you look at it, it's a very labour-intensive industry. Okay, So any investment in cashew processing industry has an outsized impact. Uh, it impacts definitely the job creation, local communities, Uh, And as Valency, we have significant, uh, sizable women workforce and providing employment to those not only empowers them as individuals, but also empowers the next generation uh, and opens up numerous opportunities. Personally, I have spent uh, a huge chunk of my professional career in Nigeria and it's special place and deserves a better understanding uh, at the global footprint. Uh, Globally, the demand for cashew is growing at a CAGR of nearly 5%. And we are expecting to hit 10 plus billion by 2030. Uh, as an organisation, uh, we we believe we intend to carve out a chunk of that global pie, and continue our expansion in Africa and Asia uh, will be the key to our strategy. itself. 10 billion dollars is going to be the value for cashew industry by 2030, growing at a CAGR of five percent.
0: Right, and I'm assuming in US dollar terms. Um, let's talk a bit about Nigeria, Summit what opportunities or financial value can Valency International unlock by expanding there? And what is then the strategic value of working with the BII? Because they have the option of further investing into your company in the future.
1: So uh, while we are on the point with BII, BII is one of the premier development financial institutions uh, in this world uh, with a clear mandate of investing into Africa, among the other developing economies. Uh, with over $8.2 billion dollars Uh, last reported uh, invested number by BII a significant portion of that goes into Africa Uh, and uh, as I have explained Africa in general and Nigeria in particular uh, is exciting it's expected to become the top ten economy by 2050 and the third most populous country probably beating America Uh, with the BII balance partnership is highly strategic and as part of the bigger strategic partnership between UK and Singapore this investment opens up numerous opportunities for us. Apart from external opportunities uh, uh, that the partnership sets, we also believe that this further strengthen our steps towards corporate governance, bringing sharper focus on ESG initiatives. BI has a non-binding option, as you mentioned, to invest more in valency. And we are quite confident that the partnership will continue to grow. Post the investment, we welcome BIA representative Mr. Roman uh, Frankel to our board and this will be hugely positive from a corporate governance perspective as well for the company.
0: Mm. I believe expansion works will complete this year. What is the total capacity we are looking at uh, prior to expansion and after the expansion?
1: Yeah, so as of now, Valency uh, processes around 15 to 17 percent of the total cashew that it trades uh, and we Believe uh, in the investment program that we have set, more than 50 plus percent of cashew that we trade, we will be processing by the completion of this strategy cycle, which is 2027 uh, 28. So, this means that we are expanding our cashew processing capacities in Africa, especially Nigeria, Ivory Coast, uh, increasing the processing capacities in Vietnam as well as in India. Post the completion of these processing capacity, Valency will surely be among the top two to three players in terms of the global processing capacity for cashew in the world.
0: Right. So aside from Nigeria, there are also other ongoing expansion and the areas, as you mentioned, Vietnam as well. And don't mind me sidetracking, uh, Sumit, to look at the situation in the Red Sea right now. How far has that weighed on your recent operations uh, perhaps on the side of grains. I heard grains were affected. And what is the firm doing to mitigate against such a uh, volatility or risks in future?
1: No, clearly it's a, it's a big news. Uh, Red Sea is concerning. And uh, not only the freight prices have gone up by almost 40% for cargos moving out of Red Sea, the insurance premiums as well as the, uh, the ability of many suppliers to supply has also come down. Uh, We believe that the actions from the government side uh, has been taken up uh, and soon we should be seeing some kind of, uh, you know, respite to the situation. But definitely uh, with the Red Sea issue that happens up, uh, the general freight market perception has also gone towards, uh, you know, increasing freight price. And we are seeing the impact of that definitely in the business as well.
0: Have you already seen in terms of supply chain bottlenecks and delays? What are we looking at?
1: No, we are expecting supply chain delays. We are seeing uh, disruptions. We are seeing vessels uh, not uh, willing to go to that area. Uh, We are seeing the prices being requested to go to that area has increased. Uh, General perception of risk leads to certain actions by the freight industry and that's exactly what is happening right now. Uh, in the long run, as you ask the question that how as an organization we prepare ourselves to a scenarios like this, you know and it's very important uh, for companies at a global footprint like us to remain diversified in the way you operate. Uh, so if let's say a particular size or a particular type of business this year is going to get hit because of uh, the situation on the ground, you need to then put your money and focus in another area where you already diversified. You have the strength and possibly try to recover those lost volume in those other areas. So diversification is a critical key to our business. Uh, and that's why beyond Nigeria, we started from Nigeria and we are today present in 22 countries uh, across uh, over 20 plus 21 plus products. Uh, allows us to diversify our funds uh, when there is a situation like this in a particular area.
0: Right. And finally, before we let you go, uh, Sumit, what are some future plans for Valency International for 2024 that we might have missed earlier? What can we look forward to here in Singapore?
1: 2024 will be our first year with a major institutional investor on the board. Uh, This is likely to be the year where we take a plunge into deepening our value chain further. Uh, Some new products uh, within our defined segments will be also added. The Nigerian and Ivory Coast investments are already in the public domain. We'll continue to build capabilities to become the leading food ingredient supplier. I think every Singaporean can also look forward to some really healthy snacking. Our brand with Love Gretel have been bringing some exciting new flavors set to hit the market in the next few months. And yes, Valency will be proudly flying the Singapore flag in the industrial domain across the world.
0: All right, thanks a lot. Uh Summit, lots to watch for this year as well. That was Sumit Jain, CEO of Valency International. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM eighty-nine point three. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.